0: America Meditating Radio Show, we collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts 24-7. Hi, I'm Sister Jenna. Join me and guest on Blog Talk Radio as we amplify stories that compel us to be more for ourselves and everyone else around us.
1: Center is a convenient state-of-the-art dialysis center in the Houston area, run by Dr. Panakin Patel. Relax in a comfortable environment while receiving quality care. Serving adults 18 to geriatrics, we are here to help you. Call 713-463-6611 for more information or visit us at our website at www.playlockdialysiscenter.com. Blalock Dialysis Center, We're helping you get well is our priority. The Meditation Museum in
0: Silver Spring, Maryland, offers a variety of courses and activities to make your life go a whole lot smoother. Located at 9525 Georgia Avenue, you will be able to experience the beautiful silence that's in the space. There are courses in Raj Yoga Meditation, Positive Thinking, Stress-Free Living, and Personal Development Classes. For more information, call us at 301-588-0144 or visit us online at meditationmuseum.org.
1: Get off the grid and step inside your heart. Sister Jenna guides you through a powerful, encouraging, and motivating meditation that allows you to let go and become aware of you, regain strength, power, and peace. I'm Roger Nelson. I'm the founder and director of the Global Consciousness Project, and you are listening to America Meditating Radio Show.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. We're broadcasting from the beautiful Meditation Museum in the nation's capital. Well, the energy, I think, is shifting. I think... I'm not sure, but we did hold an incredible event at Unity of Washington, D.C. on healing and reconciliation. Some people said to us it's too early and we're not ready to reconcile anything and I go, I get that no one's going to rush anyone's healing process. There's no date fixed for healing. I think it has a lot to do with just where you are but yet we were just creating a container that you could come into and feel held and secured. And if you'd like to get a chance to view the conversation at Unity, please go to America Meditating Facebook page and enjoy the two hours in which we really did offer respect and value to both sides of the fence. We made sure that we offered each person a time to air their thoughts and feelings and to lift them up various, you know, speakers from various backgrounds and leaders from our country, from even Ben Carson, who's a part of the transition team for the Republican Party, gave a message to everyone that we must come together, that we must be able to, you know, find some common ground. And I think for some of our citizens who took many of the comments that were shared during the campaign trail very, very literally, and I tell you, I was one of them where I cringed to just witness you know someone using such a global platform to speak like that, even if it was just marketing something to you know the public or to particular customers at be, still have to tell you that it did affect my fiber because it wasn't the kind of languaging that I think was required, but it's a business. It's a business, and I'm so concerned about the folks in certain parts of America that might have felt like they were used or they were taken for granted their intelligence. And I'm just asking everyone in the country to just keep calm. You know, no matter how this unfolds as we get to Inauguration Day, keep calm. It's in the astrological readings. My friend Diana Collins wrote a very nice article on Health Pulse on what to expect astrologically, and also our very good. Vedic astrologer Joni Patri if you go to her YouTube you'll get some very unique readings it's a time for change i mean india's prime minister just declared in one day that your 500 rupee note and your 1000 rupee note wouldn't be any of any use anymore because he wants to end corruption in the country a lot of people are buying and selling money that is not legal and so he felt that by you know, discontinuing the use of 500 and 1,000 rupee notes, that that would definitely curtail corruption. But corruption is in your mind. It's not just in your pocket. He might get a bigger thing on his hands now. So what are we doing to end the internal corruption, the internal desire for greed, the internal desire for power and to be attached to images and titles that you think feed your limited self? You know, And you don't care what the mass number of people who perhaps are just innocent. They haven't educated themselves enough. They haven't left their cities, their towns. Uh, their interpretation of the world is on a television screen, and that's the way that they viewed things. So I have to tell you, I would say that my father was similar to that. I remember that it, when I would go to visit him at home, he would sit there and still be watching, what were these black and white shows? Uh, the Andy Griffith Show, you know, which are really clean shows because he loved those shows. Leave it to Bieber, Mr. Ed, remember those? So those were the shows that I would just go home and watch him sitting on his couch, and that was what he liked. He would go to work. He had retired. They were, well, let me tell you the story. Born in Jamaica, we were all migrated. There is a question mark if A certain prime minister was going to bring Cuba and create uh, a communist Jamaica. So a lot of the people who were in business and who were financially doing well decided to migrate and leave Jamaica and come here. That was my family. So they lived off of that, and then, you know, they get bored. They opened up their own business. My dad went working. He didn't want to stay home not doing anything. He ended up working at some business of uh, some industrial site, and then he worked there until he retired. He was sick, and you would go home after work, and he would just sit at home, watch TV, eat, watch TV. Sisters would come over when he retired. Wake up, have breakfast, watch TV. Sisters would come over, they're watching TV together. That's just how they're fed. That's just what they know. And so even when I would speak to him about things or issues that were very passionate to me, he would get extremely like, no, you know, this person is the worst, and this president is the worst, and he's this, and he's a jerk. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? How can I argue with someone who hasn't even been outside of his city? Come on, you know, Om Shanti to that. So I want you to hold the line because we've got an incredible speaker about to engage more in deeper conversation. Robin Sol Lieberman is going to be talking to us about how we heal, but how we also create unity. And what is charisma? A lot of people talk about charisma. My great-great-grandfather had a lot of charisma, so much charisma that 300 families left their homes to come and live with him. Talk about charisma, I know what charisma looks like. Go visit my great-great-grandfather. So just hold on for me one second, and we're going to play our meditation for you. Let's go to Productive, from my Off to Work meditation CD, and then we're going to get Robin on the air. So take a deep breath, and let's find the spirit to be productive. All right. each day I wish for the days to be productive. So today it will be productive because it is productive. With the practice of meditation and me taking moments every hour to calm the self and improve My ability to concentrate on what's important. This allows me to be more productive.
1: Instead of working frantically to get things done. Today, I focus. And today, I produce.
0: here to be productive. I'm not here to take or drain a system, but I'm here to contribute to a system so that the system works for all. <laughs> well, let me take this time to introduce our very special guest today on the air. Robin Sol Lieberman is a cultural anthropologist, communications consultant, and author of the Charisma Code Communicating in a Language Beyond Words. She speaks to a wide demographic from prisoners to the United Nations, helping both individuals and entire organizations communicate more effectively. During this emotionally heightened political season, Robin has been a regular TV and radio guest expert on Fox, CW, and Cirrus. And today, we're very touch to welcome Robin to the air. Hi, Robin.
2: Oh, it's a real pleasure to be with you, Sister Jenna. What a What a soothing, calming voice and what an incredible program you have here. It's really an honor to be part of it.
0: Oh, thank you for joining us. You know, just recently I was part of a very magnificent team of folks working with the SHIFT Network to create a day of healing and reconciliation. And our country and our people have been going through a lot. Actually, even today, we held a global meeting with over 40 countries. And what we were even expecting in the meeting, which was a global meeting, there were so many changes and things were just not what we were used to. And I walked into our dining area and I said to the staff, I said, wow, so many of the things that I love are being taken away from me. And my love is one factor, but I'm also attached some of these stories or some of these things. In other words, the America that I know, the the quality of uh, leadership that I, I so resonate with, which is transparency, honesty, kindness, gentleness, peacefulness, nonviolent qualities. So a lot of these things are being thrown up in the air at us. And I'm only, there's only one place I can go now, is inwards, which I live from. But it's even more of a deeper, a deeper sound, is that yes, everything that you have been living for and looking for outside of you anyway is in you. And I know that what we're going through as a country and as a world right now, it's not just America, it's London, it's India, it's Japan, it's everywhere that people are really being forced to turn inside. I would love to hear your thoughts on maybe a prescription that you might be walking around with that could help us to sort out what we're going through and to bring about more unity in, inside of ourselves but also inside of our country.
2: Yes, thank you. In my book, The Charisma Code, Communicating in a Language Beyond Words, I put together a prescription that I call a global language, and it it really came from my work as a cultural anthropologist and spending time in countries and with groups of people that were very different than myself. And when I look, when we look at America right now, we see this intense polarization that has occurred through the last Numerous months of preparing for what we all went through last week, which was the awarding of our next leadership in the White House. And I've been using now this charisma code, this code that I built as a means to connect with people in other cultures as a cultural anthropologist. I'm now looking at it in our country. What can we do? Can we each individually employ this prescription you you so artfully spoke as a means of finding connection with each other across the divide of Republican Democrats, and even more so now I think it's less those two words and more it's the divide between those who voted for Trump and those who voted for Clinton or those who did not vote and want a, a Bernie Sanders. It's this great divide of identity that has become to exist today around who we voted for. And I think that it has the opportunity to either bring us together, as I know you're doing in your work, Sister Jenna, and at the meditation museums, and or it has the opportunity to separate us even further in, I'm a Trump supporter. No, I'm a Clinton supporter. No. And so this prescription is a three-step formula. And the first step of the Charisma Code is to... Know your value. And this means regardless of who any of us voted for, knowing that I still hold the same longings for my country, for the world, for my family, as I did before the election results came in. I still hold those same emotions around what I care most about. And then the second step of the Charisma Code is to show your value, which is this is not a time to sit back. This is a time, if you're jubilant about the results of the election, this is the time to take action on those jubilant results and join the new leadership we have in the White House in seeing that. If you are absolutely repulsed, disgusted, angry, sad, terrified, this is the time to do, as Gandhi said as well, be the change we want to see in the world. This is that moment to get off the sidelines and join a movement. This is the second step of the Charisma Code. Show your value. And finally, the third step of this prescription that I continue to be a peace or consider to be a peace prescription, Sister Jenna, is to see others' value and this see others value i think is the hardest step i think that as humans we're all really good for the most part it's potentially easier for us even our tribal biological mentality to know our value and show our value you know we we hang out with people who think like us we can join a movement with people who think like us great okay join your protest join your peace meditation whatever that that's, that's actually pretty pretty easy for us but when it comes to seeing others value across those divides across the tribal mentality that's the place that i'm committed to in my work that's the place that i'm most fascinated in and that i think you and i uh, after listening to a few of your shows here are interested in exploring it and seeing what if there is truly an answer for peace and unity and and i just want to quote Moshe Dayan, he was an Israeli general and politician, so Israel, Moshe Dayan, and he said, you know, if you want peace, don't talk to your friends, you talk Um, to your enemy.
0: Absolutely, but I so believe that, exactly, (laughs) I love that. And this is the opportunity and the challenge that I think everyone is feeling, is that we I think many of us are growing into understanding the fact that if we hold any bitterness or any animosity that goes against me, right, that's one. I mean, I don't care where you are in your quiet moments, whether you are a fundamental Christian, Muslim, Jew, or an atheist, when you're in your own company by yourself, and if you don't feel peaceful with your own company, there's a problem there. And so I remembered watching the campaigns and would look at just the body language and just the whole vibration of each candidate because I look at more their souls and try to decode the vibration that they're emanating through their souls, you know, which is to me a sum total of all the choices that they've made in their lives that you just can't hide it. And I know that you've been on a number of media outlets and you're discussing your book and the charisma types of these candidates. And when you look at President-elect Trump and Secretary Clinton and even our President Barack Obama, what would you call their charisma types? Do they have charisma?
2: Yes, absolutely. Everybody has a charisma type. All of our listeners can find out at uh, truecharisma.com. There's a simple little 11-question quiz there, and feel free to please find out what our charisma types are. I'm, I'm sure that you, Sister Jenna, are a gold. That's shared with the Dalai Lama. This is the quality of ether or spirit. This is an um, uh, individual who gives loving kindness, M- Michelle Obama. Has that, um, even Bill Clinton showed um, an incredible gold charisma. Again, we're looking at the language beyond words. This is, and if I may pull back from your question for just a moment and share with our listeners what charisma, the etymological roots of charisma are. It actually originated in the Bible. The word charisma was coined by Paul, who previously was Saul and had an experience of being filled with what he called the holy grace of God. And he was full, he was, he was shot with a lightning bolt from on high, is so how he ex- explained it. And from that moment, he was no longer Saul, he became Paul. And he coined the word charisma by using the Greek colloquial at the time, charis, which means grace, gift, and ma, the act of. So it's literally the act, charisma is the act of receiving and giving grace. So the charisma types Each have a gift That's how I've codified it If you will In my charisma code There's a a gift That each charisma type Be you a gold A red An orange A a blue Or a green That you give In your relationships With others I I say You know What's the use of charisma If not to relate With our fellows What's the use Of having a gift of grace If not to connect So I call charisma Literally It's the currency Of connection You know You Mm -hmm. were Earlier in the show, about in India, the rupee and certain denominations of the rupee not being used because, yes, right. right. So so fine. So maybe our world is going through such a massive change right now. Politically, maybe we see it in Europe, we see it in the Middle East. I mean, this is not it's not obviously local to us Americans, although this is so personal. But this change of currency, of what we value, and it goes back to our know your value, show your value, see others value. If charisma is a relational tool that shows value and exchanges value, the way we're able to see it with others, then maybe it really can support the global transformation that is occurring right now. And so as far as, you know, which candidate uses which gifts or which charismatic gifts?
0: So tell me about Donald Trump. What's his gift? Yeah, Donald
2: Trump. Donald Trump, he is an orange. He is shared by Einstein. So this is an air, the quality of air, uh, if you're familiar with the fire, air, earth, water, ether, mm-hmm. of Chinese medicine or um, alchemical medicine. Donald Trump, it's creative, it's innovative. It's He, he was so able and continues to be to go against the establishments of media, of politics. I mean, he has broken down ideologies, just like an Einstein, in order to bring about a new way. Now, I think I have most of my friends, as I heard you also mention in one of your programs, uh, voted for for Clinton. I, I am in that world mostly. However, I have a few friends who voted for Trump. and. You know, they, I love where they're coming from. They see him as a, a stress test, like you would give a house if there were termites uh-huh. in it. It's a, he's a stress test by pushing these strange, innovative, unpredictable gifts to us through his charisma. He's stress testing our America's house before it's too late. That's what they think, and I, and I love the, the positive slant of that. So that's Donald Trump.
0: Hillary Clinton. Hillary
2: Clinton, green so she's of earth this is the supportive charisma type and you know we each have and actually i say this is shared by oprah as the each of these have a celebrity just because if you look at oprah you look at hillary clinton or you you listen to them the policy even it's about supporting and empowering others to shine so there's a it's that supportive deep earth that's the tonality of it and there's a there can be if not blended with other charisma types like say gold which is what I kept wanting to see more of from Hillary Clinton when she was on the in the public eye is if it doesn't have that soft heartness that Michelle Obama the ability to really feel what they're saying then a green type could come across as a little cold and steely and we don't believe them and I think we ran into that looking at Hillary Clinton's unfavorability ratings during um, a lot of the election run.
0: Yet she got the popular vote. Isn't that funny?
2: Well, I mean, I think that that speaks directly to the fact of who America's soul is. I think our soul Mm -hmm. aches for the policy of aches for the policy of inclusion, inclusion politics versus exclusion politics. And as you've said, you know, in in many ways, politics has become and is a business. And so the, the rhetoric that we heard was speaking to separatism and exclusion politics in terms of the, the, the Trump campaign for the most part. And I think that the reason that Clinton won the popular vote is because she spoke to more people.
1: Right.
0: Well, here, you know, nowadays we're really being, as you said, tested. I think everyone, whether you voted for Trump or not, it's a great time, actually. I think it's an awesome time because even things that we we didn't realize was sitting in our subconscious is also surfacing because there's a lot. There are a lot of pieces here that are coming to surface. And in your book, Charisma Code, communicating in a language beyond words. I'd love if you could share how can charisma, for example, which I think President Obama and Bill Clinton have so much of it so naturally, how can charisma be a force for building bridges between people? And yet both of these presidents, Bill Clinton and President Obama, had a great amount of difficulty with the Republican Party to move policies and stories forward how come their charisma couldn't work with the Republican party back in the day like what was that what was lacking if anything i
2: think i think it's not in the candidates as much as it is it is in the american people and the reason i say that is it goes back to the tribal mentality of identifying as a party versus a being Swayed by much of your work and my work, which is this language beyond words, the vibration, the, you know. it all comes down to transparency and Trust and our ability to be receptive To what's coming at us From another individual in front of us Or on our television set you No, know, I've met President Clinton I've spent a bit of time with him I've, I've not met Obama personally I don't know these individuals I don't know the day-to-day choices they make They have charisma, that's true they swayed enough people to get High leadership to be President of the United States and yet simultaneously I think that we're at an era and an age, especially as we enter into global citizenship through via being connected on the Internet, being connected by airplanes, where it's going to be pertinent for us to be able to read people transparently in their honest language beyond words, through their hearts, through their vibrations, through who they
1: truly Mm. are
2: as global leaders. If they don't even speak our same language, we're going to need to develop as people the ability to be able to truly read others that are very different than ourselves and make our decisions and our votes based upon that.
0: Now, how healthy is charisma? Because some of us might use it as a very manipulative tool to get what you want just for yourself versus somebody who might not have a lot of charisma and just tells you like it is and it's just like they're very transparent and they're very open. You know, it, it can be used. Charisma can be used as a tool to sort of sway people. Is that healthy?
2: I think I would love to see every single human being that was ever born have the ability to access their charisma for one reason and one reason alone. It helps us all amplify our communication capacities. It helps us engage others. So charisma doesn't tell you what to do with the gift, but it does certainly improve everybody's ability to communicate. And my belief is that it's not just reserved for the special people. It's not just reserved for the politicians or the celebrities, but my work in the world is to empower prisoners, to empower ex-offenders, to empower refugees, to empower business people, to empower you and me, how to use, to amplify their communication capacities with their charisma. So as far as the fear of, can someone manipulate me, the more we amplify our own abilities to communicate and be transparent because I don't believe that trans- Transparency is the opposite of charisma. I believe that it is inherent to true charisma. So I'm not
1: mm.
2: a fearful so much as I am excited as seeing charisma as a, a human potential tool, I guess, and that as we have it in ourselves, the more we don't get fooled by others. There's no longer the leaders versus the small people. Everybody then has the capacity to, to, to lead what's truly in their hearts.
0: Mm, I just did my charisma test while I was oh, talking with you. I'm so a multitasker. Are you. <laughs> I You're know, I was a multitasker, and I have You're to tell amazing. you, everyone, she was right. I was a gold, and as I'm reading it, it's such a cool little test everyone, and it's on her website, to, you know, robinsoul.com, and it asks you very interesting questions, and there were times there were certain questions as you were talking, and I went, I was going to Pop into the conversation and go, These are hard questions because I could see myself in all of these. <laughs> and I think that, you know, this whole ability of trying to understand yourself requires a lot of internal silence. Speak to me about the practice of the inner silence because it seems to be a form of communication that many of us are not very comfortable with. And I'm not necessarily saying an absence of sound, but this presence, this vibration of like a saint walking in a room, not looking to get anything from you, but is just just sharing jewels with everyone. What's this inner silence that I feel is our need to find clarity so we're not deceived by an incredibly amazing businessman who could sell a product that's so outdated to a bunch of people who seem to be left behind, you know, historically. And for them to buy this product and really shift the gamut, even though it's all predestined to happen, I don't think if anyone could strategize to change it, it would not change. This is preordained. I deeply feel this is a written script. There's benefit in all of this. So I go back to my question. Gosh,
2: well, I mean, I'll go back to the first words I said on this show. Your Mm. voice, your Your ability, Sister Jenna, to bring us through your soothing way, through your commitment to creating programs and entire museums dedicated to this inner silence. It is not something I get to speak about much in my work with Fox and the CW and and Sirius even on POTUS. I am honored for the opportunity to answer this question from you. Mm -hmm. And because it is the song of my heart, as a very young woman, my uh, 20 years old, I started a Vipassana meditation practice where I would go for many, many days in silent retreats and continued that practice um, until today. But I have had periods, and to be quite Frank, when I was writing my book, The Charisma Code, I have had periods where the life of the world that wants me and my desire to give my charismatic gift, whatever that is, my service, is so strong that I just, okay, invitation, yes, invitation, yes, invitation, here I go, and I think that, you know, as far as the change that I feel that I can most truly bring to this world, it's my own growth of learning to cultivate the silence in the moments of extreme stimulation being bombarded at my sensitive little robin body. And so, you know, I agree, and I think you said it, was it your uncle who had a whole family? My my, my
0: grandfather, yeah. Your grandfather.
2: That silence, uh, that true charisma, how do we each cultivate it? I'll go back to the charisma code, the three-step prescription of knowing your value, Showing your value and seeing others' value, and I believe that when those mm-hmm. three are in full circular currency, that there is a gravity, a gravitas that calls right. the world to our own heart's calling, and it's silent. It's a language beyond mm-hmm.
0: words. Love that. It's such a needed tool. I think many of us are underestimating it, but like I was talking to the staff this morning when I told them, everything that I love and I'm so used to, it's been taken away from me, you know, and I didn't mean that on a personal level, it's happening to all of us. I mean, whatever's going on in India, you know, a prime minister declares the next day your 500 rupee note in your 1,000 rupee note is no longer useful in your country, so what do you do to those who've been saving up all that money and then all the people that have been you know, relying on that savings in their lives and then having somebody use a global platform and emanate a kind of a narrative or a value system that so much of the world, you know, cringes when they hear it, but then another small populace, another small group will just be like, Yay, there's somebody there who still believes I exist And just feeling like a lot of this You know, Disney World consciousness that you sometimes live in is being taken away from you. And now you've got to strengthen up and know that even in your Disney movie, Simba did go to the dark side, but Simba Mm -hmm. did also come back and find, you know, the freedom. So I sometimes, I feel like this is what it's doing. It's giving us this huge wake-up call, this magnificent wake-up call. And, you know, you stress in your book that having Charisma begins with confidence. And how can asking what if questions help us to recognize even our own capacity of greatness or goodness? Because a lot of people are scared of asking, you know, what, what's good or what happens, you know, what if.
2: You have had Dr. Andrew Newberg on your show before. I believe he's a friend of yours as well. That's oh correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I Mm, love him.
2: I actually write about him from his work and his book how God changes the brain um, as a neuroscientist, as somebody who studies neurotheology. Dr. Andrew Nurberg, he talks about how through his studies of looking at people from Candomblé, looking who practice condomble, Christianity, who are practitioners of Sufism or Islam, whatever our religion or our spiritual slant may be, when we ask the big questions like, what is God? When we ask the big questions like, What banged the big bang? These are all questions that I ask in the Charisma Code because I want to get people's brains working towards what Dr. Andrew Newberg has discovered is the when we ask these big questions we not only become smarter our ability to have more tolerance for others and to accept diversity those on the other side of identity than maybe we share republicans versus democrats for example mm-hmm. the uh, the ability to be more sociable increases so Dr. Andrew Newberg is saying ask the big questions in the charisma code I'm specifically asking Um, My readers to engage in the question, What if, and use it as a confidence builder specifically because our neural pathways can so easily get solidified when we ask questions like,
1: What Mm. if
2: I'm not enough? or Mm. What if the country goes to SHIT?
1: (laughs) <laughs> or what, you know,
2: we can we can spend our whole time asking what if questions that right. lead us towards having anything but confidence. Or we can right. separate that neural pathway, rewire it to another way of working, so that we're asking, what if I'm made of great stuff? What if this new change in our Country leads to a better country than I can even imagine, and mm. humanity on a biological sense we've just talked about the brain now in a biological sense when I was researching for the charisma code, I spent quite a lot of time with a woman named Dr. Tamsin Woolley Barker, who works i I can you actually it, I remember
1: that remember?
2: <laughs> I oh she's one of my best <laughs> friends on the planet. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Wooly Barker. She's a biologist. Wait, how could you like, forget get that? Much better than that, yeah. So yeah. anyway, Dr. Wooly Barker. She, I, I ask her, then Dr. Wooly Barker, what do humans do better than any other species? Like, for example, a cactus is best at living in the desert, and, and an ant eater is best at eating ants. What is it that humans do better than any other species? Just, just like I want to know what's great about us, you know. And she mm-hmm. says, well. We ask the question, what if we are time travelers, we have the capacity, that's where religion comes from, we can, the fancy word would be, we ask a question, what if the country's going to be better than it's ever going to be because of the new election, and then we Reverse engineer an answer. So we literally look to the end outcome of what if the country is going to be better than whatever it's going to be, and we can all do that right now. What does that look like for us? What would it be like if the country was the best for us that we can possibly imagine? And then what can we each in our own individual lives do to reverse engineer that question Mm
1: -hmm. and create it. it?
0: Right. It's good because it triggers you to, I think, always remember that you have two very finite responses to everything in life. So what if I choose to take the high road instead of the low road? What if I was really gold instead of, you know, coal, you know? And I think that's a very important application. I love that very much. Robin, I want to thank you for joining us on the air. I think what you offered our listeners were very palpable steps that they could take. I think you're on to something extremely important, your book on the Charisma Code. Uh, I think that we need to understand more the psyche of, of our and how we can amplify our presence, what I would always call our divinity on the planet, so it can really move things more powerfully. As we come to a close of our dialogue, leave us with your best vision for yourself, something that would definitely make America and the world a better place. And leave us again with your website so that our listeners can get a hold of you. And by the way, everyone who's listening, take the test. It's so cute and it's so cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's on your website.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Sister Jenna so the website they both lead to the same place and we both we've each mentioned both URLs one of them that leads to the quiz is truecharisma.com and the other one is my name com and that's r o b i n s o l .com and um may it help each of our listeners um, engage in their own ability to amplify their communication powers. And as far as me, Sister Jenna, what I can personally bring to the world, I think it's what each of us can from my own perspective, again, my own scientist inside of me, which is that I seek every day to find that stillness that you alluded to, that beautiful stillness of trust, of trusting that through knowing my value and and showing my value and courageously showing my value, trusting in it, and and then courageously seeing others' value even when I run up against judgments towards others, Mm. that I am a scientist of that three-part prescription right now, and I am exploring to see how valuable it actually is. And um, Mm. if if it alludes to my own ability to be still, and if it brings me an ability to love more, then you know what? I'm doing a gosh darn good job. So I'm a scientist right now, and thank you for interviewing me in my laboratory. Uh, It's an an honor to to be um, in dialogue with you, Sister Jenna.
0: You are delightful, and I loved your balance of energy of in and out. And I think that's one of the ways that I would love to see the communication of spirituality and meditation being offered in our narrative. Because I know in America we might go back to the days of Ram Das, who I love, or, you know, folks think in spirituality, especially in DC, you know, it's beads and tie-dye outfits, but it's more than that. It's being so in touch with your spirit that your spirit doesn't have to keep making mistakes to keep cleaning those mistakes up, but instead it could use your love and your experience and your wisdom and your amplification of life to keep moving a story higher more yes. abundant, more hopeful for our generation that's coming up behind us to feel like they have hope and they have a lot to look forward to. So I want to thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Please come to visit us at the museum if you're ever in D.C. We would love to host you. I love your languaging. Oh,
2: I would love that. Absolutely Please. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So all the very best to you, my dear, and lots of good wishes and success.
2: As to you and your community at the museum and on air, thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. All the best. Wonderful tools that we were gifted by Robin today. I loved her steps to take, you know, speak about what are the steps that you can look into to understand your charisma. Each person has a special kind of charisma. It won't be the same, but there are certain elements within your being that are just a little bit more dominant in their expression. So please go to Robin's website at Robin Soul Lieberman and definitely visit her or you can just go to truecharisma.com and that's truecharisma.com for more information. I want to thank you all for joining us. I know that everyone's been hanging in there and again, if you'd like to see our full video of Healing and Reconciliation at Unity Church, please just go to America Meditating website. I think Antonia should be posting that up pretty soon. And any questions, if you need any sort of a you know a hand to hold or just you know a shoulder to cry on, just don't hesitate to shoot us an email or come by the Meditation Museum. You know We're always there for you. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission, which we are struggling with. (laughs) And we are here to love each other the same, and that's a must. So let's keep the faith and know that things just might get better than we could ever imagine they could ever be. After all, President-elect Trump is under his astrological reading, as the astrologers are saying. A king is born. This is his age of Jupiter. This is where everything opens up for him. This is where everything is good. So as is the king, so are the citizens. So let's see what emerges for us, okay? All the best, my friends, and take care. Be well. Here's Keep the Faith by Lucinda Trayton.